Hey, y'all. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Worlds of Country podcast. I'm your host, Andrew. On this week's episode, I'm joined by Renee Blair to talk all about her new album, 17, which is available now wherever you listen to music. So whenever you're done listening here, be sure to go check that out. It's a really great conversation. Hope you guys enjoy it. Talk to you guys on the other side. Hey, Renee, how are you? All right. What have you been up to lately? Oh, man, just this album release. It's been keeping me very, very busy. Um, trying to work out in between, eat some good food, you know, just the usual day in the life. What about you? Now that what I'm keeps you busiest? What keeps me busiest? Uh, depends on the <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So, um, what's the balance between nerves and excitement for you with releasing an album? You know, a lot of the songs have already been previously released. I feel like we've kind of switched gears in the music industry over the last 20 years where you used to drop an album and then sequentially release singles from it. Now we're kind of taking a backwards approach, especially for me as a new artist, by releasing some singles and then repackaging it as an album. So um, I think the nerves that I had were maybe a little bit more premature with some other singles that we had dropped. Um, so right now it's more excitement than nerves. So um, at what point did you realize that this should be an album? You know, I realized that there was a little bit of everything. I think it's a very multifaceted project. My initial intention was to name it the ones there was the ones to slow dance to the ones for your heart, the ones to party to, um, because there was a lot of variety, but, you know, COVID happened and the timeline of releases for singles got shifted. So when I was, you know, about a couple months ago, thinking about what I really wanted to name the album, I was thinking it could be a track from, you know, a title track from the album, but 17 is my lucky number. Um, I moved to Nashville when I was 17. There's 17 tracks on this album, September 17th is the day I got engaged. Also September 17th, 10 years prior to that was the day I had a near fatal accident and um, ended up in the hospital for quite some time. So the number was a reoccurring theme in my life and it just felt right. So um, would you say that there's a theme that runs through this album? I know you said that there's kind of a bunch of different themes, but if you had to pick one, what would you say it is? If I had to pick one theme, I would say it's an honest tale of a girl becoming a woman. You know, I definitely wrote a lot of this music throughout the course of my mid-20s all the way up until now. You know, I recently turned 30. So a lot of it was trial and error of love, of heartbreak, um, going out and partying a little too much. So definitely honest storytelling of what the last, you know, five years of my life has looked like in Nashville. So I would say if I had to sum it up to one word, um, honesty or vulnerability comes to mind, but definitely just a, a deep pick, a deep dive or picture into, you know, kind of what a single girl in her twenties that ends up falling in love looks like. So do, would you say that sort of the more vulnerable side of things is natural for you or does it take you or do you have to work to get there? You know, I think it's our duty and responsibility as artists to kind of step out of our own shoes and think about the fan. So, you know, when I was a little girl and I first fell in love with music and I was having a really hard day, 
what did I want to hear come across my speakers that would either make me feel better or make me feel not so alone. And so I think that I've carefully select these songs and tried to be vulnerable in my writing process to remember that it's not about what I want to say as much as it's about what someone else might need to hear. So if I can draw from real life situations that I've gone through, you know, I'm a human just like anybody else. And so I'm sure a lot of people have had their heart broken or fallen in love or got too drunk and did a shitty thing. So, um, you know, I try to just be as honest with the listener as I can about what I've experienced in my life and hope that they've gone through the same thing. When you're writing a song, what separates the bad from the good and then the good from the great for you? Ooh, that's a tough one. You know, I think as a songwriter, you know, we've written that we always in Nashville end up writing sometimes a thousand songs to get to the 17 or 12 for a project. And you kind of know in the room, I, I, you know, I lean on my collaborators a lot. You can sense the energy when something is right. And when everyone kind of has that <gasps> moment. And so um, you need to, you need that magic feeling that sometimes you can't put into words. And so I always really try to chase that and keep that in mind as I'm selecting songs, as I'm writing songs, that it has to make me feel something really unique and special. So um, how would you describe your musical style? Um, you know, I grew in St. Louis. Nelly was like my idol and hero as well as the Spice Girls, Shania Spectrum. And I would like to think that I pulled in a couple nuggets of all the greats um, and, you know, kind of blended them into myself. But I would say my musical style, you know, there's some R&B melodies in there. There's some, you know, faster phrasing that might lean itself to more of a hip hop style. But country to me is about honest storytelling. So there's that element in it as well. So I would say stylistically, it's progressive country. So did you always know that Nashville was where you wanted to end up? Because you had this sound that really could have fit in anywhere that you could have been. So what made Nashville the place for you? Um, you know, it was four and a half hours away from where I grew up in St. Louis. I actually, as a young, young girl, I always thought that, you know, the only way you could make it in showbiz essentially was LA or New York. And I didn't really learn about Nashville until my sophomore year of high school. And I came down to visit once and I was hooked from the first second I stepped foot here. I just believed that if I took a leap of faith and moved here, that I would have a great chance to have my dreams come true if I just chased them. So. So moving to Nashville as a 17 year old, what, what was that like? <laughs> um, you know, I was the youngest in my grade, so I moved for college. I was very young, but I, you know, I begged my mom to let me drop out of high school to move here even sooner. So it just always felt like the path that I was supposed to be on. I don't think I had any nerves. I would say if anything, I was very naive. I was probably a little overly excited and didn't realize how how much hard work really goes into this lifestyle. Yeah, I think a lot of people probably have that idea that they move out and they're going to make it right away and then doesn't happen. Oh yeah, I I should be like I should be like 15 Grammys deep by now. 
So um, how did you sort of learn to dig in and not expect that sort of instant success? Nashville will put you through the ringer. I think it has a really interesting way of testing you time and time again. And I've joked often in my career, whether it's business meetings, executive meetings, um, that the thing I've been most successful at is failing. I've learned a lot of ways of what not to do. And I think every time you stumble, you just figure it out and you get back up. And so I've learned so much of what not to do that really helped me create a solid foundation of what I would like to think was doing some things right now. You can't know what to do if you don't know what not to do. Exactly. And I, I didn't anticipate or foresee that um, at all, but I think that that was a huge learning experience for me that as painful as it was, I really value looking back. So um, you've been in Nashville for 13 years now, that's it? 14, 14 now. Just hit that 14-year uh, mark a couple months ago. So what would you say has been the biggest lesson you've learned in those years? Oh, the biggest lesson is probably patience. Nothing ever is going to happen very quickly. And if it does, it might be a long wait until the next big thing happens. So learning to have patience and to trust the process is really, really vital and really necessary. You know, we all, you know, especially live in this, you know, whether it's social media or whatnot, we live in a climate where we really love instant gratification and that's easy to come by, whether it's posting a video on TikTok and getting millions of views or likes that you know, isn't what the landscape looked like when I first moved here. So that didn't necessarily, that wasn't an outlet that I could use to set me up for success. So I think having to really buckle down and put in true, honest, hard work and earn things the right way. It's not the fun way or the easy way, but I think hopefully it will create um, a long and fruitful career. Do you feel that you've been able to adapt as the industry has adapted, like the TikTok and everything like that? No. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, I, I try to as best as I can, but I've been in Nashville long enough that I I believe at least if you just keep your head down and you work on the craft of songwriting, that that's what keeps you alive. You know, there are some songs out there I might not think are spectacular, but those people are making either a lot of money or, you know, a little more famous than I, but I just think if you stay true to yourself, you can transcend any trend, you know, Garth Brooks has made it through eight tracks, CDs, and, you know, now streaming and people still love him. So I think if you create a true brand, um, you'll, you'll continue to progress through whatever the trends look like. Because at the end of the day, you can't sell something that you're not. So if you're, right. you know, stay true to yourself. It's gonna. Everyone can see through it. Amen. So I want to shift back to the to the album for a minute. Are there is there one or two songs that stick out as favorites for you on the project, and why? Um. Yes, I would say they're kind of polar opposites, but "Heating Up My Summer" is one that I'm just obsessed with, as well as "Handsome." 
I've joked a lot that, you know, men in country music can sing about a girl in a little black dress with red lipstick, how hot she looks in their T-shirt, Daisy Dukes. And I believe that men love to be complimented just as much as women, but it's a lot harder to write about how hot a guy is. You know, like, what are we going to say? Look at that. Look at those biceps in that T-shirt, boy. Like, it just doesn't come off as well. So, um Handsome is one of my favorite songs because I think it really it's very heartfelt and uh, the men need something, too. So I love Handsome. We need a little love, too, for sure. Yeah. So um, how long would you say that the project was was in the works for? Gosh, very first song that we put out for this was almost three years ago called Gotta Quit Drinking, which was not because I had a drinking problem. It was because I had a problem when I was drinking. I would text ex-boyfriends and I should not do that. That's very bad. That's potentially a bigger problem. (laughs) Right, exactly. Um, So, you know, I, I would say I started writing in general, always with the hopes of putting out an album, gosh, over a decade ago. But this actual collection of songs started being written roughly, yeah, 2018. So hearts in your hearts in your head is kind of the one on this project that has sort of blown up even before the album. When you first saw that starting to get the streaming that it's done, and what's going through your head? Yeah, um, I always believed in that track. I believed in the title. I thought that song was just so spectacular, and it it just felt really good, like the validation of you know that I'm. I'm on the right track with this. I I really believed in that record. I saw when I would play it out live before it was released, um, how much women gravitated towards it and were, you know, could really relate to it. So I'm, I'm very, very pleased with how well it's done. I I had high hopes for that one. So also I wanted to shift back to, we were talking about your time in Nashville. Um, What would you say has been the biggest challenge that you've faced in your 14 years? I hate to say it, but being a female in country is very difficult. I feel like there's not as many spots or opportunities for us um, on the charts per se. And so I feel like I work just as hard as anybody, but sometimes women have to work a little bit harder to truly stand out and cut through. So, um, you know, I don't want to just be as good as men or women, like either one individually. I just, I want to be one of the best that can hopefully cut through overall. And, you know, there of course have been days when I've sat back and wondered, like, if I was a man, would I be much more successful than I, than I might be now? Um, But that doesn't stop me or intimidate me from trying to be the best that I can be. So um, when you start to feel that way, what do you do to sort of snap out of it and keep your head down and keep pushing forward to get to that place that you want to get? I think just, you know, you keep writing, you keep working on your craft. And as long as you feel like you've put in as much work as you can possibly give, and it's your best work, then at some point you have to, that has to be enough. You have to sleep comfortably at night knowing I gave it my best shot. I can't force anything and just kind of let go and let what is meant to happen, happen. Like what you said before about not chasing trends is fits into everything yeah yeah so um what's next for you now 
hopefully just a lot more music. Um, I love writing. I write, you know, a few songs a week and just dying to get, you know, this album out. Hopefully it uh, does some wonderful things as far as getting me in touch with more country music fans that fall in love with the music and want to keep hearing more from me. So I would love to just have the ability to keep putting out music for as long as I can. So if it wasn't for music, what would you, what would you be doing today? Well, I also host a radio show. Um, Apple music has a few artists. Tierra is another new female that has her own radio show on Apple. I have my own radio show on a new FM station here in town and I'm really enjoying the hosting world. I just love making people laugh and making people smile. I think that's, you know, my true passion in life, whether it's hosting or singing. Um, so I think I would always try to chase a career that made other people feel good in return. So when it comes to music, would you say that your first musical love was writing songs or performing? No, I never, I just thought songs grew on trees. I never knew that artists like wrote songs. I fell in love with the Mariah Carey's, the Destiny's Child. Like I loved singers and I just always wanted to have a great voice and be a great singer. I never stopped and thought about how artists picked their songs or if they wrote them. I I just never knew that that was a part of the process. So um, when I moved to Nashville, that was somewhat of a rude awakening, but also very beautiful. Um, but no, I fell in love with just, just true artists, whether it's like, you know, I believed what the singer was singing, that it was just a part of them. So I, yeah, I definitely, I was like the, the fourth grade girl singing Bootylicious by Destiny's Child in my bedroom with my friends. So then you kind of got that old crap realization that you had to, to write the songs too, right? Yeah. You know, I will say that there's, you know, so many amazing songs in Nashville that there's a lot of artists that have very successful careers by choosing outside songs. Cause there are some people in this town that are not meant to be artists. They're just meant to write songs. And so I, you know, I definitely have a motto that the best song wins. If someone played me a song and I just couldn't stop thinking about it or no one else wanted it. And I thought it was, you know, worth the fans hearing, you know, I, I, I would snatch it up. So, but I just, I do love songwriting as well. So you can definitely pull from both. Well, um, thank you so much for taking the time for this. Yeah, of course. Thank you for wanting me to be a part of this. I appreciate it. Uh, have a great day. You too. See ya. Uh, see ya. Hey y'all. Thank you guys so, so much again for tuning in. Really, really hope you guys enjoyed it. Be sure to go check out 17 now wherever you listen to music. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. We really, really appreciate that. Talk to you guys next week. Thank you guys so much.